White shirt is your friend on two fronts. The white shirt in the summertime is the fat man's friend. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois. It's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. High quality H2O right there. And Eric Fry. So I'll pull up the mic. I get a loud sweet tea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's happening out there? Welcome in on an overreaction Monday. It is December 18th. We're a week away. A week away from the big day. We're a week away from Christmas. Are you excited? Sure. Sure. Bah humbug. Sure. Uh, you know me. <laughs> is what I read there. Yeah, you know me. I'm not a, I'm not a Christmas Merry guy. Christmas to all and to all a good night. We're just getting started here on the starting lineup. It's Travis Sparks saying a bah humbug over there is Eric Fry. And we're here for the next hour on ESPN Radio. And coming up here for the next hour, we're going to be talking sports, local sports. We got lots to cover from that perspective over the weekend. We'll get some action that happened on Friday. And we'll get to all the action that happened there at the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament, including how Cumberland fared and ended up taking a third place. So they're in SEB, and so we'll take a look at that. And we'll hit up on some college bowl games that happened over the weekend, including a couple that you heard right here on 98.9. And we'll also be getting, of course, it's the post-weekend. So we got to get the top three, top three moments from the sports weekend as well. And I have a feeling that uh, we got to talk about the uh, NFL today and where we currently uh, stand after a wild week. Triple header there on a Saturday and then the uh, full Sunday slate, of course. And we'll see where our area teams stack up in the playoffs, potentially. Uh, there, who's in, who's out, who's still in the hunt, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about the NFL today, so uh, I'm already penciling that in to continue the conversation into the podcast, so uh, just go ahead and note that, and uh, coming up in the podcast as well, we'll get to our pick'em game as well as we mm-hmm. pick those bowl games and the couple of NFL games uh, there. So And this day in sports history. And of course, this day in uh, sports history. Take a look at what happened on this date in December 18th way back when. So, of course, we start out uh, the week thanking the people that make the starting lineup possible. They're McMahon Meats, Stingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, 
in a Tatopolis estate a bank. And if you need to find that podcast, you can find the podcast wherever you find your favorite pods. iTunes, Spotify, the website, FEMRadio.com is also a good tool as well. And you can go to our website as well to check out any of the uh, sports games that we have on our airwaves. Uh, we turn those into podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to relive any of those, you can certainly uh, do so over there on the website, FEMRadio.com, and click on our podcasting tab that we have there for your listening pleasure. All right, so we got a lot to get to here today on this Monday, a lot to uh, recap, so we need to get it started, and we need to hit it up with a segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting out in uh, football, of course. The NFL, the biggest talk of the uh, weekend there because it all got started there on a Saturday. Of course, we're in week number 15, so that means that the uh, playoffs are becoming into focus, and that's where everybody is uh, focusing in on everybody, where everybody stands in the playoff race. And uh, things all got started there on a Saturday with a uh, triple header all day of football, glorious day there on a Saturday. And it all got started with that overtime win for the uh, Bengals as uh, they won over the Vikings 27-2 at 24. That game went into overtime so that was in OT. So uh, Cincinnati they improved to 8-6 and and that dropped the Vikings to a 7-7 with uh, that loss. So uh, that moved Cincinnati into a playoff spot Mm -hmm. Uh, currently right now. That puts them at the uh, 6th seed after everything that shook out there on uh, Sunday. So a uh, big win there for Cincinnati, and you know, it was a big win because some injuries to wide receivers for both the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase there as well. And of course, we know Jake Browning, uh, the quarterback there for the Bengals with Joe Burrow uh, being out. So that was a huge win for Cincinnati uh, there on Saturday. Yeah, sure was. And the uh, Colts, uh, they got a, a big win as well as uh, they blew out the uh, Steelers there as uh, the Colts won 30-13 to was the final score there. And, you know, you can't really tell because their uh, the uniforms are not that different from their regular uniforms. But they were technically wearing throwback uniforms there with uh, just plain white helmets with the Colts on the back. And I always uh, like that look. And Gardner Minshew. Leads the Colts to the win over the uh, Steelers, and so that puts the Colts also at 8-6 and six in a good playoff positioning after everything that happened on Sunday. They're the seventh seed currently right now. So after mm. everything, you know, and the injuries there in the running back room for the Colts as well, um, they got the win over the Steelers. You say that, Travis, but the Colts' playoff chances dropped this week to minus 9.6% is how much it dropped this week based off of the results from Sunday. So based off of last week to this week, their chances dropped significantly. How did they they win and their playoff chances dropped? Because of other things that happened on Sunday. Hmm. Because they don't control their own destiny because they lost divisional games. That's true, but currently they own the tiebreaker over Buffalo based on a best win percentage in conference games. Division tiebreaker was initially used to eliminate Houston. Uh, Indy wins the tiebreaker over the Texans based on head-to-head win percentage as well. Don't ask so, me, Travis. Ask ESPN Stats and Info. Well, ESPN Stats and Info, that's what they have. And on the regular ESPN site, they have the Colts in 
the playoffs well, right now. Like I said, it just dropped 9.6%. It could have last week been 63%, and it dropped 96 That's still better than 50 That's what I'm saying. It, it's so. From week to week, it dropped. Sure. That doesn't mean it dropped to negative 9.6% chance to make the playoffs. It just dropped because of other things that happened. That just doesn't make any sense that it uh, dropped and they won. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and the Steelers, they didn't help uh, their chances there at all. Uh, they are 7-7 seven and seven now with that group, and uh, they're currently in 10th place right now. But, of course, uh, they are still fighting for just to get above 500 and not to have Mike Tomlin, his first losing season that he's ever had there at Pittsburgh. But let's call for the guy's head, and let's call for his firing uh, there, even though he's never had a losing season. Just saying. Uh, the uh, Lions, uh, they also picked up the win there on a Saturday. They ended up blowing out the uh, Broncos, and, and they shut them out there in the first half. So all Denver's points came there in the second half. But uh, D- uh, Detroit, they took care of business. They won 42-17 to over Denver. And uh, Jared Goff, how about a day that he had? He didn't have a lot of yards, but he threw five touchdown passes there on a Saturday. And um, Detroit picking up the win, and that's win number 10 for them. And uh, they bounce back after uh, losing a couple games there. And the Alliance uh, improve to 10-4 and four on the season. And uh, three touchdown passes to uh, Sam Laporta there in the win as Laporta only caught five grabs, but three of them were for touchdowns. So that was good uh, for them. And hopefully you had him in your starting lineups. And fancy. Mm-hmm. Some people stash him on the bench. Loaded a tight end. But, hey, some people are off this week in the playoffs for fantasy football. Uh, but uh, Detroit with the uh, win uh, there. And uh, so that puts them currently in a number three spot because of the uh, action still waiting on the Eagles tonight. And uh, the uh, 49ers, of course, with doing what they did. There on Sunday, uh, there, and then. Right. Uh, By the way, with the the Eagles, or excuse me, the Lions, they did clinch a playoff berth. Yeah. So how about that? Yep. And uh, so uh, then uh, this is the the game that I figured that we would spend a lot of time on here because it's the very first one at the top of the screen, and it's the very top of everyone's mind, I'm sure, around here, at least with the uh, Bears fans is that the uh, Browns, they ended up pulling it out there as they come back in the fourth quarter. 13 to nothing, and they score outscore in Chicago there in that final period. And uh, Joe Flacco, the ghost of Joe Flacco, somehow managing to uh, bring the Browns back and winning it 20-17. to And Bears almost had it on that Hail Mary attempt. But unfortunately, uh, Mooney just dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, there in uh, the Browns, winning by three with that uh, game-winning field goal. Yep, up seventeen to seven at one point. Mm-mm. Yep. Man, I you know, it, it's just the Bears, Travis. Five and nine on the season now. Two and six away from Soldier Field, and Justin Fields, nineteen of forty, one hundred sixty-six yards, two picks, one touchdown, three sacks. Seven carries for 30 yards. How many times I got to tell you he's not a quarterback? Sorry, blaming this loss on Justin Fields. Travis, anytime someone makes 40 passing attempts, makes 19 of those 40, now just four yards a pass attempt. 
This loss was not on uh, Justin Fields. Uh, let's see. He had uh, drops from that very end. Uh, uh, Mooney as well, that big completion that uh, he had. Uh, there was a couple other ones that were dropped. And both those interceptions, one of them was that uh, interception at the end of the first half. And the other interception was the pick there at the Hail Mary at the end. So I don't put any of those INTs on him, and uh, the receivers drop footballs for him. The ghost of Joe Flacco can put up 374 yards, Travis. I don't know what else. Joe Flacco, three interceptions, four sacks, which is more sacks and more interceptions than Justin Fields. Had a better QBR than Justin Fields. His receivers weren't dropping footballs. Well, I, I don't know what else to tell Justin you. Justin Fields is not the answer. You have the number one pick. Go get a quarterback, Chicago. No, Justin it's Fields, over. Justin Fields it's is fine. Over. No, he is not it's a quarterback. <laughs> Put him in at running back then. Let him be the number one halfback. That's fine. He is a runner. He's not a thrower. Get him out of here. Man. I'm tired just, of hearing it. Uh, I just don't see it. just don't see it. I, I, as more as the season's got along, I... I think Justice Fields is fine. Uh, I think that if you press the restart button now and, and draft Caleb Williams, who's overrated. 28th in yards this season, Travis. 21st in touchdowns. 23rd in QBRs. Yeah. Is that, you know... He's fine. Oh, he's fine. Okay, cool. I mean, the Bears are a few plays away from being 8-4 and four and being one game back. Of the Lions, but they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not. Absolutely, no, they're not. But the the margin of of error in the NFL is slim, and I'm telling you from from what I've seen and the games that they've blown here in late in the games, uh, they could be a lot better than what they are. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're they're Super Bowl contenders. Travis, every season, every team starts off the season saying we could be a playoff team, but you're not. (laughs) <laughs> Chicago Bears are not a playoff team. They're not making the playoffs. Scratch well, it. Yes. Start over. Well, I don't think you should start over. Yes, start <laughs> over. Justin Fields is not the guy. Mm-hmm. Get him out of here. He is not a quarterback. So you're drafting Caleb Williams? Yes. Then? If I have the one pick, yes. Especially if Marvin Harrison isn't coming out. Yes. You think he can handle the city of Chicago on his shoulders? He can I barely l- handle L.A. on his I'm shoulders. I'm at least giving him a shot. I have more faith mm. in his throwing ability than Justin Fields. Mm. That's for sure. Playing against behind this offensive line? I don't believe in Justin Fields. Mm. Period. End of sentence. Um, I mean, I think there is still that minority uh, as well. I mean, I don't know if it's the minority or the majority. Uh, there, but I personally Travis, don't think he's the problem. 38 touchdowns, 29 interceptions in his career. 126 sacks in his career. Yeah. Which, again, it's not all him. Exactly. But at the same time, as a quarterback, you have to have that internal clock. You have to know when to get the ball out of there. Whether you're throwing it away, whether you're trying to find a receiver, you have to. We always say quarterbacks are the most highest paid position in football because they're the leader of the offense. They're the playmakers. They're the ones who touch the ball on every single play. It's up to you to make the plays. You see some of these passes last season and the, how he has no time at all to throw the ball. I, yeah, that's not that's not all on him. His completion percentage has gone down every year since he's gotten in the league. 
Hey, he's he at fifty-eight percent this season. He just doesn't have the weapons around him, and he just uh, I'm tired of making excuses. Uh, receivers keep dropping passes. Tired of excuses. I'm just I'm I'm tired of it. Move <laughs> along, especially Travis. I would have a different opinion if you didn't have the one pick, but you have that one pick. Go make a move. Yeah, currently, right now, eighty-eight percent chance yes. of landing you're, that pick just with the, the Panthers' odds. Yes. You're going to get the one pick. If we were just sitting here and they didn't have the Panthers pick and they just had you know, their pick, which is going to be from 8 to 12, somewhere in there, I'd say mm-hmm. stick with Justin Fields. But you have the one pick. You have a chance to bring in a new quarterback for a new regime. You're going to do it. Hmm. And you can trade Justin Fields somewhere and probably get a decent haul back for him. Yeah, you'd hope so. But I just don't see him as a NFL playoff Super Bowl winning quarterback. Hmm. Well, I do think I I would agree that the Bears fans are were a little bit delusional of uh, saying that they had a chance, outside shot making the playoffs. That was only me be facetious uh, last week, but technically they are still in the hunt. Uh, but I think that was a little bit of a of a wishful thinking uh, there, but. Uh, hey, let one uh, slip through your fingers, literally, there at the very end. I know that was a tough catch there for uh, Mooney there at the very end, but hey, a receiver you had it in your hands, and you just didn't grab it. It could have been have a different conversation if he would have caught that Hail Mary there at the very end, but he did not. So that's where we stand there from that perspective and a no coach in NFL history has ever lost multiple games in a single year despite owning a 10 plus point lead and at least a plus two a turnover margin heading into the fourth quarter and Matt Eberflus just became that first person in NFL history fire him to too. Do so yeah I think that also I saw a report there that they're planning on getting rid of, of the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. at the uh, season's end I think that's a good move uh there as well, and I would agree. I think it's time to move on yep. there from Everflus. Uh, there, time yeah, to move on one. from everybody. Just get get rid of all of them. And then the fun facts, fun stats for the Bears just keep rolling in with how laughable some of the things are. Is that the Bears now lead the NFL with 18 interceptions? Unfortunately, of those 18 interceptions, they've accumulated a grand total of 13 points mm-hmm. off of those ints, including yesterday. There. I think they did have that one pick six, but that's uh, about it. But yep. Actually leading the league in interceptions. But. Bears have not bat- won back-to-back road games since weeks 15, 16, and 2020. Hmm. Justin Fields, his seventh game, Travis, less than 50% completion since entering the league. Tied for the second most over that span, trailing Zach Wilson, who has eight. And Zach Wilson, as we know, got replaced for Aaron Rodgers and is a laughing stock of the league. Yeah. It's not not good. Hey, speaking of Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, they're eliminated from playoff contention after that uh, blowout loss against the Dolphins there yesterday. Miami won thirty to nothing. They didn't even need Tyree Kill, as you know, you can just slide in Jalen Waddle, and uh, yeah, easily throttled the Jets there. So much for that good defense. Mm-hmm. The New York had as well. As also, I think we need to put some respect on this guy's name, and that's Baker Mayfield, as he led a Tampa. And I know they're only seven and seven, but uh, they won over the Packers there, thirty-four twenty. 
uh, yesterday, and he threw for 381 yards, four touchdowns in the contest as well. A big game, Travis. Buccaneers playoff chances after that result went up 25%, while the Packers dropped 24.9%, again, mm. from last week. Right. So definitely a big win there for the Buccaneers in their playoff hopes. Yeah, and uh, also another stat that I saw for uh, Baker was that uh, he becomes the first visiting quarterback ever with a perfect passer rating yep. at Lambeau. Yep. 158.3 uh, was the um, passer rating. Yep, puts him uh, there with Tom Brady and Craig Erickson. Yeah, nice yep. company there. Yep. For sure. So, uh, Baker doing things there. Chance to reach the playoff for the uh, Buccaneers, 71%. After a 16% chance in the preseason. Yeah, how about that? They are with uh, everything that shook out in the South with the uh, Falcons. Uh, they end up uh, losing there to the Panthers in that rain-soaked game. Uh, their Panthers only won 9-7. to And that when the, the Saints did win over the Giants 24-6. to And uh, Saints beat up on Tommy DeVito there as well. And he exited the game with an injury, I believe, in that one. So mm-hmm. uh, be the... Uh, everybody with the Tommy DeVito love around the country eh, softened a little bit there with that loss on Sunday. As, uh, yeah, Tyrod Taylor ended up having to come into the game uh, yep. there with uh, with Tommy out there in that one. Uh, the Texans, uh, they uh, won an overtime over the uh, Titans, 19-16. to uh, 16. And uh, so that uh, puts the Titans at 5-9 and nine and Houston at 5-6. and six currently and at currently right now they would be behind the Colts there in the playoff race due to the head to head there but they do have a game against Indianapolis mm-hmm. who could basically be a playing game yep uh, there later on in the year after pulling that win in out OT yesterday uh, the Chiefs won over the uh, Pats 27 to 2 as 17 was the uh, final as, uh, hey, Taylor Swift was here as she was in Boston and saw the Chiefs win. And she was upset about a uh, she was. penalty. She is like all of us yep. there. And they'll blame her. This probably was a P.I. Uh, the Rams, they got the win over the uh, Commanders. 28-20 was the uh, final. Matthew Stafford, a couple of scores. Cooper Cup was wide open on that one 62-yarder. There was a beautiful play, and uh, that puts the Rams at 7-7. Seven and seven. And uh, speaking in the Rams division, the 49ers, they end up clinching the NFC West as they destroyed the Cardinals 45-29 as Brock Purdy goes for four scores, and Christian McCaffrey uh, catches a receiving touchdown as well as rushes for one as well. Uh, the Bills, oof, they uh, throttle the Cowboys 31-10 last night. Cowboys, not so dangerous outside of Arlington. No. They're 7-0 and at home, 3-4 and everywhere else. Yep. And uh, they got destroyed last night. No ifs and buts about it. Bill's keeping their uh, chances alive. Absolutely. 8-6 and six currently. Right now they would be the 9 there with uh, three weeks to go. And uh, the Cowboys, they lost their opportunity there potentially – uh, clinching a number one seed with the 49ers uh, picking up the win mm-hmm. uh, there and maybe 
even an outside shot at the division as well. But maybe even particularly with them being so good at home and being bad everywhere else, they could have ruined their first-round bye chances with losing that number one seed as well. Yep. Uh, the Ravens, they beat the uh, Jaguars 23-7. to Lamar Jackson electrifying Chris Collinsworth and everybody else. They win 23-7 to as Baltimore. They improve to 11-3 and on the campaign. Speaking of quarter quarterbacks that may not actually be quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, though, leading Baltimore to 11-3 record, currently number one overall seed yep. in the AFC. So He's a quarterback. So much for... Uh, <laughs> So much for that. He is a quarterback. Oh, uh, okay. He's improved throughout the years, gotten better at throwing the football, mm. and he leads his team to victories. He finds ways to win. Mm, that's true. He can't argue the the wins. That's for sure. And then the game tonight that was flexed in here, with the Eagles and the Seahawks on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. in Seattle. Uh, big game uh, for the Seahawks. They need to win to get to 7-7, seven and seven, and the Eagles need to uh, keep pace there with the 49ers winning there yesterday. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a little bit under the weather right now, but if this game wasn't flexed out, if it was originally scheduled to play on Sunday uh, and the Chiefs and Patriots were supposed to be in this slot, he probably wouldn't be able to go. But due to them moving the game to tonight, he's going to try to give it a go, I think. Uh, tonight in Seattle, a little bit under the weather, flying separate from the team mm. there as well. So uh, we'll have to see who's the starting quarterback for Philadelphia. And I think uh, Geno Smith is on the ropes as well. So both backups. Good job, ESPN, flexing this game in. And yep. could add Taylor Swift on ESPN oh, man. tonight. But not to be because the Patriots stink this year. So Yep. All right, we spent a lot of time there on the NFL. We need to move along here, and we need to move along to uh, some local sports, some local basketball that happened there on a Friday and a Saturday and get set for the schedule today here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Big trucks and diesel off-road equipment. We keep them running. This is Clayt Beerman, owner of Crossroads Truck Equipment. We sincerely appreciate your business, and one thing that never changes is our commitment to you. With a large inventory of quality parts and a staff of experienced mechanics, people who depend on their big trucks depend on Crossroads Truck Equipment. Your hardworking diesel engines and their trailers deserve a specialist. So see us today. Merry Christmas from all of us at Crossroads Truck Equipment. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of War Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. 
and medication can help. Naltrexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking, so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started OrHealth to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CONTROL to 200-300 to get a secure link to OrHealth's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment, and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Text the word CONTROL to 200-300 to get started today. That's CONTROL to 200-300. And now... The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a 9-iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot, and it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now... Feel my moment. thunder! <laughs> Come on, man! Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. ESPN Radio. Set up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened over the uh, weekend. And uh, let's start quickly with a uh, recap there on what happened on uh, Friday night there in uh, St. Elmo. How we got to uh, Saturday's uh, championship uh, there. As in the consolation side of things, Cowden won over uh, Mulberry Grove 66-38 to uh, 38 to advance on. And uh, in the uh, semifinals, it was uh, St. Elmo winning over uh, Cumberland 50-36. to 36. There on a Friday night, as it started well for SEB, and it continued on through the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, there and they advanced to the championship there on Saturday night. Cumberland still has yet to defeat SEB in this tournament. Yeah, zero and four now. Right. Don't hmm. get a rematch this year either. Not scheduled for a regular season game. Yeah, how about that? Yep. Uh, Will Howard led the way there on Friday for SEB mm-hmm. at sixteen. In the uh, game, so that got to uh, Saturday's action for the seventh place game there at St. Elmo, and it was Ramsey over uh, Mulberry Grove there, 83 of 77 in overtime, and uh, that's what pushed everything yeah. else back, as I uh, noticed there, and high scoring affair as well, 24-23, Ramsey outscored him in the uh, fourth quarter, and uh, outscored him nine to three in the extra session. Uh, there with Ramsey picking up seventh place. Yep, uh, good win for the the Ramsey Rams there, and like you said, that kind of snowballed everything. And then game two, the Constellation Championship, was also a close game, so that took some extra time as well. There with the Constellation Championship uh, between County Eric Beach City and Patoka Odin. And Patoka ended up winning that one, a 56-54 closely contested game uh, there. Patoka won the first half, but then uh, CHBC came back in one of the second half, and their comeback fell just a little bit short. Mm-hmm. Uh, their uh, Wojcik led the way. He had 21 in the loss, but it was Patoka 
taking the consolation and championship game. And then that is where we saw the uh, Cumberland Pirates in the third place game there with the loss on uh, Friday night. And they took on Hillsborough. And uh, Cumberland ended up coming away with the third place win as they got it over the Hilltoppers. 53 of 46 was the uh, final score there. And, I mean, just looking at the box score perspective, it was a comeback, mm -hmm. uh, particularly in the fourth quarter. Therefore, Cumberland outscoring them there 20-6 uh, to six yeah. in that final quarter. And Cumberland picking up third place here in San Elmo. Yeah, Cumberland, like you said, come from behind. They were behind most of this game. Um, in fact, as I, my score sheets are stuck. Stuck and sticking together. I know. I hate when things stick together. <laughs> um, Cumberland trailed at the end of the first 8-13. to 13. Travis, they took, they tied the ball game up. Did the Pirates at two apiece, but they did not get their first lead until they got up 27-25 there at the end of the third quarter, or at the start of the third quarter. Got the lead, traded it back and forth a little bit in that third quarter, and then did not tie it until it was 44 all. They tied it at 44 all. And then from that point, Travis, Cumberland would end up putting up nine points to only two from Hillsborough. And it was a Cumberland uh, defense really did a great job, forced 20 turnovers. Of those 20 turnovers, 14 in the second half. So when you're wanting to come through and finish off strong, Pirates did that. Three Pirates and double figures, you'll take that as well. Yeah. You know, Cumberland, as we've talked about a lot of times, offensively doesn't have that – that one guy they can lean on don't have the offensive playmaker who can put up 20 in a game to kind of help them. But if you have three players putting up 13, 11 and 10, you'll take that. And that'll mm -hmm. do just as much. 53 points is one of the highest point totals we've seen out of this pirate team all season long. Yeah. As I talked to coach afterwards, a big momentum builder when you have two conference games this week and mm -hmm. then into Vandalia where you're one of the smaller schools at that Vandalia holiday tournament. Right. Yeah, and of course, you know, you got the Christmas break coming uh, soon as well. So What break? Christmas break for the kids. I mean, Cumberland plays Friday, and then they turn around and play Tuesday. Not they don't have a break school. There. Well, I guess they don't have school. But That's what I mean. They, they play four days worth of basketball. Well, I know, but <laughs> it's not a technically a break break, but it's a break from school. It is a break from school. You're right. So that's what I was going with. By the way, Christmas uh, uh, tournament in Vandalia, Cumberland opens against Shelbyville on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yep. Lots of uh, tournaments getting underway. Oh, yeah. They're on a Tuesday, and uh, some of those are the schedules are up on our website, fmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where we got uh, all the tournaments there that our area teams are involved on in this holiday season. Mm -hmm. So make sure you go and check that out. And then uh, following the uh, third place game, of course, was the championship game, and it was St. Elmo winning over Windsor's Two Straws, a 73-2 of 48. Uh, St. Elmo got off to a great start there, like 21 to 10 after one quarter of a play, and it just kind of rode that to victory. And it was uh, four players, one, two, three, four, it was five in the double figures for St. Elmo. Uh, Maxi led the way. Uh, that was uh, Josiah Maxi led the way for SEB. He had 16. Mason also had 16 as well. And a shop at 14. And uh, Colin Maxi had a 12. And Atwood had 12 as well. Uh, Gurgle led the way for Windsor. He had a 22 points in the loss, and he was also named to the first team, all-tournament team. And Jackson was also named as the MVP 
there for Windsor's Two Straws. Uh, Nathan Matouche from Hillsborough was also on the first team. Gunnar Finley from Ramsey, Owen Landreth from Patoka Odin, and Adam Atwood for St. Elmo rounds out the first team on the all-tournament team. On the second team, both Maxis, Josiah and Colin from SEB uh, got on the second team. Uh, Connor uh, Meinhart with Windsor's Two Straws, Clayton Wojcik from CHBC, and Zach Harmon uh, from Cumberland. I ended up on the second team as well. And Josiah Maxey was named the defensive MVP of the tournament as well. And the cheer awards, the second place went to Ramsey. And uh, first place went to a St. Elmo Brownstown, who I think is undefeated there in the cheerleading awards at the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. You mentioned that, Travis. They are not actually, but uh, they have won quite a few. Um that's now the 15th time they've won that. South Central second, they've won it nine times. Uh, St. Elmo has won it 14 times. St. Elmo Brownstown has won it nine times, so now it's 10 times. So now St. Elmo has first and second in the cheerleading award. Uh, South Central nine, Altamont with eight, and Brownstown with six. So when you add it all together, yes, it has mostly been St. Elmo Brownstown in some form or iteration, but there have been a couple other ones that have gotten wins. Shocked by that. Yes. Really. Samuel Brownstown also uh, did very well in Vandalia at uh, like the districts or something in cheerleading awards that took place on Wednesday. They're going to state for cheerleading. So Ooh, congratulations. They are actually a good cheerleading squad from what we've seen. So Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere on a Friday, kind of backtracking and hopping around, but uh, there was a big matchup in the ATC on Friday as a San Anthony went over a Dietrich 54 to a 39. This one was uh, close in the first quarter, one point edge for Dietrich in the opening quarter, but then a San Anthony took control there at halftime and uh, they won the second, third, and fourth quarters from there. Uh, Brock Freerday had 16 points. Wessendorf had a 13 uh, there in a Gephardt. He had 18 in the loss for uh, Dietrich, so St. Anthony picks up another dub, and even more so uh, over in the NTC as well. Uh, South Central won over Martinsville, 48 to uh, 33 on a Friday, and it was Nioga barely winning against Arcola, 46 to uh, 45 there. Uh, elsewhere in the uh, Little Illini, we had that big game in Robinson as it was a celebration of the 2010 team that won the state tournament for Robinson. And, of course, Myers Leonard was in the house as well as the rest of the team there. And I saw they uh, stopped by the Newton locker room yep. and had some words for the guys, for the Eagles. And there was also dunks as well in that game. Uh, Noah Gilmore threw one down. And Nichols for Newton threw one down as well. So, uh, Newton actually ended up winning the game, mm-hmm. kind of spoiling the festivities there and picking up a big win in the LIC as well. 56-49 to 49 was the final score uh, there in that one. It looks like they kind of won it. They uh, got a touchdown in the third quarter, and that was really the difference yep. there in the game as Newton picks up the W there. Uh, it was Casey with a win over Fairfield, 50-39. to 39, And Altamont will see a Casey tomorrow, which we'll be talking about uh, more in depth tomorrow with our rematch with Altamont. Uh, Altamont wins the Battle of the Tigers over Paris, 64-26. Lawrenceville over Marshall, 74-47. Altamont will also see Marshall uh, later on in the week as well on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was Mount Carmel winning uh, over Evansville Day by three. 65 is 62. And we also had Matt Toon to pick up a nice win over Mount Zion in girls basketball, 60 to 50 
on a Friday uh, there. Uh, let's see elsewhere on a Saturday at the Wayne City Holiday Tournament. We had North Clay ended up finishing in sixth place as uh, they lost to Linton Stockton, Indiana, 71-41 uh, uh, there. It was Anthony picking up the win over Charleston, 50-36. And it was uh, Fairfield picking up the win over Newton, 60-51. Uh, uh, there looks like a late comeback as Newton outscored the Mules, 21-12 in the fourth quarter. But ultimately still end up falling by nine. Uh, there, uh, Nichols at 18. Gear had 14 double-figure scores there for uh, Newton. And we also had at the uh, Greenville a shootout. Kind of felt weird not being there this year, but uh, Totopolis picked up the win over Columbia, 49 to a 36 there in uh, Greenville. And this was a comeback for the Shoes as they were actually down by six after the first quarter, but that's okay. They ended up having the lead at halftime, and they won every quarter after that. And uh, the Shoes picking up the win, and we also had another area team there was Alney. Uh, was there and they picked up a, a nice win uh, there by beating Bree Central 44-41 in that Greenville shootout uh, there. So good win for the Tigers beating Bree Central. It was highly ranked in every ranking mm-hmm. in the rankings that we saw last week for the polls, AP and uh, the national rankings as well. And also on a Saturday, uh, we had Central A&M over Mount Pulaski, 59-35. Uh, we had Clinton over Lexington in the year Eureka shootout, and that was 50-43 to was the final score uh, there. We also had a couple in girls basketball on Saturday as well. Charleston over Westville, 48-22. Mount Zion over Tolona Unity, 41-28 as well. And uh, let's see, uh, schedule for uh, tonight in high school girls basketball, we got Arthur making the trip to the Inlo Center to take on uh, St. Anthony. Uh, Newton matching up with uh, Nioga tonight. That's going to be a, a good battle there as that game was originally scheduled to be played on Friday or Saturday, but it was moved up to uh, today. Uh, Cumberland, uh, they are visiting uh, Dietrich. South Central hosting uh, Sandoval. And North Clay is at uh, Casey Westfield. Uh, Mattoon is hosting Marshall. Danville at uh, Muhammad Seymour. Uh, Lincoln Prairie is Central A&M at Sullivan. That should be a good matchup. Tuscola hosting Oka Valley, uh, Chrisman at Arcola, and uh, we also have uh, Paris uh, and Topless matching up tonight. That is a, a great matchup. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there, I almost forgot about that one in the LIC for the LIC category, and uh, that's in uh, Paris tonight. We know that they've been having some good battles over the last couple of seasons in Paris. Still going, still undefeated uh, there. So. Shoes and Tigers tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flora at Lawrenceville, uh, El Paso Grindley at Clinton, and finally in the South Central, we got North Mac hosting the Sagamon Valley, Pena at Athens, Litchfield at Lincolnwood, and Gillespie at Nicomas. And you can check out all of the uh, local scores on uh, the website, fmradio.com, and click on our uh, local sports tab and check out the weekend local sports results as well as Friday's results, and we'll have those uh, posted later on tomorrow morning on the results of tonight's games there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we move along here, and we need to uh, talk about uh, some uh, more college football, and we uh, take a look at some bowls that happened uh, this weekend, and that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
This is Lucas Kerning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. Imagine the possibilities with Tatopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Tatopolis State Bank. In Tatopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. family at Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy wishes you and your family a Merry Christmas. This is Beth Andy's. Christmas truly is the most special time of the year. May the peace and joy of Christmas surround you now and throughout the new year. From Andy's Health Mart Pharmacy, Merry Christmas. From our family to your family. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. Some people just know that the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the tailgater who's testing the laws of physics with a table and a grill and six camping chairs all balanced on the roof of a small sedan. Make that four camping chairs. Why would you pay a rate based on anyone else? Get a rate based on you with DriveWise and the Allstate app. Not available in California. Subject to terms and conditions. Some states' participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. And now, the starting lineup. Eric Price Sports Center, a fifth look on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> I was oh still God. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9, the game. Eric Price Sports Center update. The Blues overcame a two-goal deficit to earn a 4-3 overtime win against the Stars at Enterprise Center on Saturday. St. Louis is now 15-14-1 on the season. They'll visit the Lightning tomorrow night. Missouri Tigers fell to Seton Hall 93-87. That now makes them 7-4. Saying ready to take on Illinois and St. Louis on Friday. The Billikens beat Louisiana Tech at the buzzer 75-74. The Billikens now 7-5. They'll visit NC State. On Wednesday, other college basketball action from Saturday. Lindenwood lost to Idaho State. It was Missouri State getting the edged out by Tulsa. Southern Illinois fell to Wichita State 69-68. Yesterday, Southeast Missouri State crushed Lindsey Wilson. And Eastern Illinois beat Blackburn 87-66. Tonight, SIU Edwardsville hosts Central Christian. And Western Illinois welcomes Eureka. The Bulls got bested by their former superstar during a 118-116 loss to the Heat. On Saturday, one-time bull Jimmy Butler knocked in the game-winning shot as time expired. 
Give Miami the win. DeMar DeRozan had 27 points in losing effort. Patrick Williams also had 25. Chicago now 10 and 17 on the season. They'll visit the 76ers tonight. The Blackhawks allowed three goals in the second period of their 4-3 loss to the Canucks at the United Center. Blackhawks now 9 and 20 on the season. They'll host Colorado tomorrow night. And as we'll talk about, Illini get the win over Colgate. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fryer there with the uh, Sports Center Reads, and we will talk about uh, the Illini tomorrow, tomorrow on Illini Tuesday as uh, the new AP polls just came out about a couple, I'd say 15 minutes ago. Illini up three spots. Nice. We moved ahead of the other team from Florida, FAU. FAU. We leapfrogged them. Yeah. So. After that win that we'll talk about tomorrow. Yes, yes, yes. All right, we'll talk about uh, the uh, college football bowl games that happened uh, this weekend as bowl season officially uh, got underway there, and we aired uh, a couple of these games on our uh, network uh, here on 98.9. Mm-hmm. In the Myrtle Beach Bowl, it was Ohio picking up the uh, dub over Georgia Southern, 41-21, and it was a little chilly in Myrtle Beach. It was, but that running back, Ricky Hunt, Travis, 17 carries, 115 yards, and four, four touchdowns. Four scores, yeah. Four touchdowns out of 17 carries. That's pretty good. That's about mm-hmm. one every four carries. Yeah, that's getting pretty in the efficient. Yep. Uh, there, so Ohio finishes at 10-3 and three yep. on the season. Uh, Florida A&M won the uh, Cricket Celebration Bowl there in Atlanta, 30-26 to 26 over Howard mm-hmm. uh, there. In overtime in the uh, Carriers New Orleans Bowl, it was a Jacksonville State winning over Louisiana by three, 34-31 in OT at the Superdome. Watch that game, yeah, uh, as I was getting ready for the St. Elmo game. That was a, a good finish there at the end. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville State, they were up in the at the end of the third, and then yep. Louisiana came back to tie it up yep. uh, there, and Jacksonville State ends up winning by a mm-hmm. field goal. There in the extra session. Uh, this game uh, was a rain-filled game there in the Avocado Mexico Bowl. 13-2-9, Appalachian State won over Miami of Ohio. And that was the reason why it was a low-scoring mm-hmm. affair due to the weather uh, there. Kind of a little bit of a shame. I was like, man, everybody getting soaked yeah. here in this. And uh, we need an extra game for this. Man. It happens, I guess. Yep. Uh, but App State wins the uh, uh, Mexico Curable. Uh, Fresno State won over New Mexico State 37-210 to in the New Mexico Bowl. So, so much for that home, home field, field yeah. advantage or hometown advantage Yep. for New Mexico State. Uh, it was UCLA winning over Boise State as they used the uh, uh, hometown advantage 35-22. They're at SoFi to pick up the win in the L.A. Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was Texas Tech winning over Cal 34-14 to in the Independence Bowl yep. uh, there. And uh, so that was the bowl season that kicked off there on a Saturday. Yep. Uh, we got a one game this afternoon. We got the famous Toastery Bowl, Western Kentucky against Old Dominion. Which I saw the bag passes for this game, Travis, on the back where it says the player's name. You flip it over on the back, and it's just a big piece of toast. So, oh, nice. Good job on that one. Good marketing. <laughs> nice. That kicks off at one thirty today in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Old Dominion, four and a, or six and a half point favorites 
in that bowl game there. All right, so we're getting close to the end of the show, and we need to close this out. We need to close it out with the top three. It's the top three from the sports weekend on the way. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you is. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Get ready for the holiday season with Chevrolet's Red Tag Sale at Dan Heck Chevrolet in Effingham. This year, do more together in a brand new Chevy. Discover Silverado, the number one selling retail full-size truck that's built to tackle any adventure. And don't miss Chevy Equinox and Trax, two exceptionally hot-selling SUVs. Let's hit the road together this holiday season during our Red Tag Sale, only at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, or online at danheck.com. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. You're a man with a plan. I know. You'll propose to her on that family trip in front of everyone. Brilliant. I know. You know the trip is only a month away. But I don't have a ring. Luckily, there's GageDiamonds.com with engagement rings in every style for every budget with certified natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, and moissanite. Can I finance it? Gage lets you buy the ring today and pay for it over time with our no-credit-needed financing. Brilliant. Yes, we are. GageDiamonds.com. We're engagements. Middle name. Exclusions apply. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly, 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9. I've heard say a smidge a bit longer. Got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast. And until then, it's the post-weekend, so we got uh, the uh, top three. Top three uh, from the sports weekend, so let's go. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three uh, from the uh, sports weekend in a no particular order. But I'll start off with my number three. And it was in the golf world this weekend. Uh, it's always fun to watch the uh, kids compete with their parents. 
And of course, it was always nice to watch uh, Tiger playing golf. And he's playing with Charlie, another year older, and yep. looking like dad more every day with the fist pumps. And he had a drive. He crushed a drive with like th- over 320 yards and waved it goodbye as well. It was mm-hmm. nice to see uh, there playing in that uh, tournament. And so that was my number three. My number three, we already talked about it, Travis, was the uh, Cowboys coming back down to earth and the Bills proving that maybe they're not quite done yet. Maybe. Just need to establish that run game. Yep. That's what they did. Yep. Uh, My number two uh, moment was a a two-point conversion uh, from the Montana game as that one was crazy in the FCS playoffs as Montana and uh, North Dakota State were in overtime and a two-point conversion. They had a reverse play to the wide receiver. The wideout evaded some defenders, and then he threw the ball towards the end zone. It was tipped by a North Dakota State defender, but it fell into the hands of a junior. Uh, Burgeon came down with the reception to uh, convert on the two-point conversion, and uh, that proved to be the game winner because Montana ended up having an interception to clinch the game and they're on to the FCS championship against the other Dakota, South Dakota State Mm. in the championship for the Natty, but Montana picking up the win. My number two was the Cumberland game on Saturday, specifically the fourth quarter. The best lockdown defense I've seen out of this Pirate team uh, in in, in this season thus far, and it gives me hope that maybe the Pirates are starting to learn how to gel as a team, and it was one of the best things I saw all weekend because yeah. I've been waiting for them to play some good defense and transition into some good offense, and it finally yeah. clicked Saturday night. Absolutely, yeah, it was awesome to see uh, there. And uh, my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend was uh, stop the count. We can just begin the playoffs right now. We don't even need to play that Seahawks game tonight. Uh, the Rams are in the playoffs. I figured that would probably be. What an idiot of who has said that the Rams were going to be fighting for the number one pick. I, I think that'd be the gentleman beside me. What an idiot. Yeah. That guy's an idiot. My number one, Travis, is the end of the streak. It's over. Steph Curry did not make a three last night. 268 games. He had made a three-pointer, went 0 for 8 from 3 last night. The streak is over. That's it. Sucks. Steph Curry is washed up. Yeah, he's washed. Get rid of him. He's done. Warriors are done. Steph's done. Good run, but it's all over. Mm -hmm. He stinks. Yep. Yep. Get him out. Get him out of here. Yep. I agree. (sighs) It looks like Draymond's going to be going to uh, some, uh, I don't know what you call therapy. Say mm-hmm. he's going to be gone for three weeks. Counseling, I guess, not therapy. I yes. don't know what the difference yes. is really, but uh, that's what it looks like uh, there. And now from the top three, Steph Curry's washed. Yep, <laughs> yep, he's done. All right, so coming up into the pod, we got some of this date in sports history as well as recapping our pick'em game as well see how we did uh there so uh catch us there but coming up next here on espn radio is a uh, carlin versus joe following that is uh freddie and harry so enjoy the rest of your espn radio afternoon thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game
Welcome back in. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Coming up here on the show, we got some uh, pick 'em to uh, recap. We got this day in sports history. We got a little baseball and uh, just whatever else we can and get to any uh, random news and uh, notes here in overtime. So uh, let's just uh, get right to it. And is there anything on sports center that you wanted to hit on? Yeah, Northwestern, that non-Big Ten team, defeated DePaul 76-46. They're now 8-2 and two on the season. They take on Arizona State on Wednesday. Well, I'm glad they can beat someone else from Chicago. That's right. Uh, Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, they're on a two-game losing streak as they lost to Georgetown, 72-68. to Notre Dame now 4-6 and six on the season. Uh, Friday, Bradley lost to Cleveland State. Saturday, Loyola fell to South Florida. UIC beat Western Michigan. Chicago State got the win over Valpo. Illinois State got the win over North Dakota State yesterday. The Eagles are making a coaching change. ESPN reports that Matt Patricia will handle defensive play-calling duties ahead of tonight's road game against the Seahawks. Hmm. So there's that. Um, Florida State will be missing its top running back for the Orange Bulls. Trey Benson has declared for the draft and announced that he won't be playing in the Seminoles Bowl game. Hmm. So that matchup against Georgia just got a lot harder. Well, yeah. Without your without Jordan Travis and you have no running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC Trojans are losing a quarterback to the transfer portal. ESPN reports that Malachi Nelson has informed the team that he is entering the portal. Nelson was top-ranked recruit for the 2023 class, saw action only in one game this season as he completed one pass for no yards in a 76-28 win over San Jose State. Hmm. Nelson originally committed to Oklahoma before following head coach Lincoln Riley to USC. Yeah, Still has four seasons of eligibility left. Former Ohio State quarterback will don orange next season. No, not Illini orange. Kyle McCord announced Sunday that he's joining Syracuse for the 2024 season. Kyle McCord? Yes. Going to Syracuse. Syracuse? Yep. Hmm. Went 11-1 with the Buckeyes this year and finished with 24 touchdowns and six interceptions. Well, why would he go to Syracuse? I have no idea. Interesting. ESPN ranked the quarterback as the number 31 prospect in 2021, which makes him the highest rated player ever to join Syracuse. I'd say so. So I can't figure that out. Syracuse, by the way, battles South Florida in the Boca Raton Bowl on Thursday, which you can hear on 98.9 The Game. I mean, he's from Philadelphia, so it's not like he has any real connections to the New York area. Yep. Okay. Yep. Don't get it either, but... Interesting. Uh, the Texas women's volleyball team has claimed its second straight national title. Longhorn swept Nebraska in three sets on Sunday in Tampa. Texas becomes the first team in NCAA women's volleyball history to win back-to-back titles via sweeps. Madison Skinner was named tournament's most outstanding player after totaling 18 kills against Pittsburgh in the semifinals and 16 against the Cornhuskers. The win marks the program's fourth NCAA title and fifth national championship overall, which mm-hmm. means they now, I think, have more national titles in volleyball than in football for Texas. And finally, the Diamondbacks are bringing back a member of their outfield. ESPN reports Arizona and Gurrell Jr. have agreed to a three-year contract for $42 million. Deal reportedly includes an opt-out after the second season. Yep, so I did see that. There is that, and that is SportsCenter. That's your SportsCenter. Um, I did see there was one other thing. Oh, DeMarcus Cousins has signed with a team in Tawan, so there's that. Yeah. And the Steelers plan to start Mason Rudolph at quarterback. I did see that. That just came out this yep. morning. Yep. So there you go. Now you're all caught up. You're all caught up on your sports scenario. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's go to uh, let's get to some baseball. Okay, so over the weekend we know Yamamoto was meeting. Rumors are Travis that he actually met with uh, your Cardinals. Good. He was in St. Louis. Good. But he also took two meetings in New York too, hmm. with uh, the Yankees, and then he had a Skype with Bryce Harper. So. A Skype. Uh, he Skyped with Bryce Harper as part of the Phillies pitch for him. Nice. But I wanted to bring this up, Travis. Jeff Passan over the weekend released free agent spending this winter by team. Yeah. Did you see this list? I did see this list. Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with at the top and go down. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers, $707 million this offseason. Yeah. The Phillies, $172 million. Which is basically Aaron Nola. Yeah. The Diamondbacks, 122. Yep. Giants, 113. Mm-hmm. The Royals with 105 million. The Royals are the fifth highest spending team this offseason. Yeah. Then the Cardinals at six, Travis. Yeah, look at that. 99 million, and who have you gotten? Sonny <laughs> Gray. Sonny Gray. That's where a large chunk of that money came from. Lance Lynn, Kyle yep. Gibson. Yep. Yeah. The Reds behind the Cardinals at $87 million. Then we have kind of a drop-off. Um, the Braves, $30 million. Rangers, 26 and a half. The Mets, only $18 million. White Sox, 16.75. The Astros at 12. The Angels, 6.8. Brewers, 10.25. The A's, 1.5. The Red Sox, a million. Mm-hmm. And then there are the teams that have spent nothing. Yep. Those include... The Blue Jays, yep. the Mariners, the Marlins, the Padres, the Rockies, the Twins, the Yankees, and the Cubs. Yeah. We know Cubs. one of those teams is going to end up signing somebody, that being the Yankees, mm-hmm. probably Yamamoto. So that'll be a pretty penny for them. Mm-hmm. Travis, I hate being lumped in with those other teams. <laughs> Why are we there? Because we haven't spent anything. I mean, you know, you you and the Blue Jays were both in conversations with Otani. Right. So you lost out on that. And then you have the MLB Network. It, to be fair, the Yankees haven't spent in free agency, but they did make right. that trade they, for Soto. Yes, so it's not yes. like they haven't done anything done nothing. completely. Right. Right. Then we get called out, Travis, by MLB Network. Did you see hear this? I did not, know. John Morrissey was on uh, the MLB Network talking about Reese Hoskins. Mm-hmm. And he said, quote, if the Cubs keep waiting on Hoskins, they might miss out on him too. Mm-hmm. Travis, we're getting called out by national media for not <laughs> doing anything. Yeah. This is a this is a mockery. This is awful. <laughs> I hate this. Yeah. I can't stand it. Now, last thing on the Cubs front. So to get rid of all this negative publicity, Travis, the Cubs have released their Cubs convention schedule. Okay. So you can get ready for Cubs convention Pencil. with some some great conversations with Ryan Dempster on Friday as well as the Cubs Hall of Fame class of 2024 which by the way Sammy Sosa is on the ballot for the first time ever 
So maybe Sammy Sosa will get inducted in the Cubs Hall Ooh. of Fame, come back to Wrigley. We can mend that fence. Yeah. Patch some things up. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. Also on Friday night, Travis, there is Harry Karaoke, which I am a huge fan of. Let's go. Nice. Sponsored by Budweiser, too. Even better. Well, of course. All, all right there. Naturally. And then on Saturday, Travis. Mm-hmm. If I could be a fly on the wall, one of the sessions that you can attend is Baseball Operations Update with Jed Hoyer and GM Carter Hawkins. Mm-hmm. I would love to be part of that conversation. I'm sure. What are you doing? I'm sure you'll be able to hear it. What are you doing? Snippets of the conversation. They also are celebrating the Sweet 16 squad and the core of 84. So Mm -hmm. get ready for that. Ooh, yeah. But that's all on the Cubs front, and that's all I have. There was one other baseball thing, and that was, uh, did you hear Tyler Glasnow's quote that came out from his press conference? No. Tyler Glasnow said, quote, he feels there's plenty of similarities between the Rays and the Dodgers. Quote, I guess the only difference is the Dodgers have a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. You, thank you for paying attention, Tyler Glasnow. Welcome. Right. You think? <laughs> as, as was reported, uh, the only difference, Travis, between me and Jeff Bezos is that Jeff Bezos has a lot of money. That's right. It's the only difference. That's the only difference. And that we're the same. Mm-hmm. Pretty well. <laughs> the only difference between me and Tyler Glass now is he's got more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that was that was all I had. Baseball's making me mad. So. <laughs> well, uh, you were talking about uh, the uh, MLB Network and getting some hate yeah. from, from them and the, the Cubs of... I haven't been paying attention really, except for these uh, MLB Network has been coming out with these lists about mm-hmm. the Prime Nine, and they keep going of ranking these people, and uh, Cardinals keep getting shunned. So I'm starting to lose respect for MLB Network or losing their credibility or whatnot because when they ranked, it first started. I think they have. I think they asked Bob Costas about this one time, and uh, he's like, "Don't get mad at me. I didn't make the list. I didn't make up the list. I I just report them or whatever." But on the MLB Network Prime Nine, the shortstops of guests of shortstops in their prime since uh, 1947, the best shortstop, uh, Ozzy Smith is nowhere on the uh, list. So mm. I immediately lose credibility uh, there. It looks like all here on this list is all offense or whatever is what you want. Great. Don't pick Ozzy, but Ozzy Smith is one of the oh, best yeah. shortstops of all time. Uh, he wasn't the greatest hitter, obviously. I mean, besides that one home run that he famously hit. Right. But other than that, he well, was a quitter, but he was an amazing and defensive shortstop. That's the thing, Travis. Like you said, some these lists they come out with, you know, you can nitpick it and narrow it down so that you have exactly what you want. Like, I could say, we're going to make a list of the top 10 shortstops who played in the National League Central from the years of 99 to 2002 who had the best offensive numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but you don't include any of that. In the picture, you just put top short stops of the NL Central. Mm. So, these lists are totally dumb. It's filling content because we have nothing else well, to sure. fill. We have a network we're trying to... Well, yeah, of course. Uh, the Prime 9 starting pitchers and uh, Bob Gibson was not a part of this list either. So, 
I would take uh, Bob Gibson over some of these guys on the list. Uh, no disrespect to Top Seaver or Walter Spahn, but I would uh, pick Bob. Gibby. Give me him in a big game. I, I think the problem with that, Travis, is, and I'm not disagreeing with you, is the people who came up with these lists, what's their age? What is their... It's true. When were they, you know, how old are they? Because right. a lot of those players are name and they never saw them. Yeah. No, it's true. So, uh, The number one was Randy Johnson. I mean, Randy Johnson was a dominant pitcher oh, in his yeah, prime. I mean, in his prime. Sure. And a lefty made him even more unique. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, um, one last thing before we get out of baseball. And that is the – I wanted to just highlight the Braves real quick. Mm-hmm. So, the Braves this offseason, Travis, you ready? Yeah. They acquired Marco Gonzalez from Seattle. Yep. They then traded him to Pittsburgh. They did. They acquired Max Stasis from the Angels mm-hmm. and traded him to the White Sox. They yep. acquired David Fletcher from the Angels. And outrighted him. Mm-hmm. They acquired Evan Wright from Seattle, and they traded him to the Angels. And they acquired yep. Matt Carpenter from the Padres, and they released him. I did, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> We're just going to trade for people. We'll get rid of them. I know it's for, <laughs> you know, flexibility, payroll, and yeah. and stuff like that. But it's just odd. You traded for five, six, five players and haven't kept a single one of those. Now, I know there were other players involved, but yeah. still, kept... Trade for five, keep none. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not quite sure what they're doing there. Yeah, they're just having fun. I guess so. I mean, when you have your course signed through 2032 or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's this is what you do in the off season. How about just yeah. trade people and cut them, and we'll mm-hmm. be fine. Right. That's how you got to pay for all those extensions you signed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. so. All righty. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, uh, let's get to pick 'em recap here. All righty, let's see. Here we go. Recap some football pick 'em. We differed a lot. We did, and Travis, I said it was either going to be a week I pulled away or a week that you came back, and instead we go fifty-fifty. As you had two awful beats, but we'll talk about that. So, first one, Steelers at Colts. Colts minus one and a half. Travis, you went the Colts. I went the Steelers. Colts won. Big time. Win for you. More than one. Yep. More than one. More than one. Um, The other one, Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Uh, It was Georgia Southern minus three. Travis, you went Ohio. I went Georgia Southern. I took the loss there. Big time. Mm -hmm. Big win. Yep. Now the other two, Travis, Bears at the Browns. Browns mm-hmm. minus three and a half. You pick the Browns, I pick the Bears. Browns won by three. Yep, That's an L for Travis, a win for me. And then finally, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. Travis, you picked Louisiana plus two and a half. I went Jacksonville State minus two and a half. Jacksonville State won by three in overtime. Mm-hmm. So that is a win by me. So <laughs> we end up being 500 thanks to two backdoors by me. So, yep. uh, 304 is your point total if you've been perfect. Uh, Travis, you're at 112. I'm at 117. Record-wise, you'd be 140 and 0. Travis, you are 81 and 59. I am 93 and 47. Mm. That's tough. It is. But we'll have more games coming up this week. 
got lots of bowl games. I think we have three bowl games on Saturday we'll be doing, and then one on Thursday. Mm, wow. And an NFL game this week. An NFL game because the Illini are playing on Friday. That's right. And if my Bragging memory rights. serves me right, let me see. Bragging yeah, rights. Bragging rights. Big game. Mm-hmm. We may pick bragging rights just to pick bragging rights because it's bragging rights. Absolutely. Um, the NFL game we will be doing on Sunday. I believe it's an important one for playoff implications, Travis. Uh, Lions and Vikings. Oh, yep. Lions could clinch the division, I think, if they win this weekend. Yeah, potentially. Yep. So, there you go. Already clinched the playoff spot, have the Lions. Late night tip there for bragging rights on Friday. Yeah, what time is that? 8 o'clock. But it is a Friday, and it's a holiday weekend, so you don't have anything to do on Saturday. By the way, Christmas Day, Travis, we have a triple header in the NFL. Did you know that? That's right, yeah. Yeah. And are we still going to get the Patriots and Broncos in the uh, Sunday night game, or is that one going to be flexed out? I think it would have been flexed out by now. Well, it's not going to be. That's why it's moved to the NFL Network instead of NBC. Hmm. It's not going to be on NBC. It's going to be on the NFL Network Sunday night between the Patriots and the Broncos. Hmm. And I do know that uh, game on Saturday with the Bills and Chargers, that's going to be a Peacock yep. exclusively. Yep. So we've got another. Bengal Steelers on NBC Saturday. Yeah, I was say, we don't have a triple header on Saturday, but we have a double header. Yep. So NBC giving up the Sunday night game to because they don't want to do Patriots and Broncos. I can go to NFL Network. We don't want it. Yeah. No Sunday night football. <laughs> How weird. Well, there still is. Just on the NFL Network. But no Sunday night football on NBC is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we got to do something for Christmas. Christmas special Christmas or something. Eve, yeah. Yeah. Christmas Eve, that's right. I mean, I would think you would have moved... Cowboys Dolphins there if you could but like you said it would already been moved if it was going to be moved mm-hmm. yeah well now the Cowboys stink so that's right they are awful and it's on the road at Miami so you know that's exactly not a good one. so it's going to be an automatic yeah. loss I'm at L there it doesn't matter if the Dolphins have Tyreek or not it doesn't matter it didn't matter this week nope so there you go hey I hope the Broncos win Travis so that we can get our uh, Miami Broncos rematch in week one of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> See if they can put up 70 again. Oof, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> Broncos Could you imagine if team. the Broncos come back and win a playoff game against Miami? Yeah, wouldn't that be something? I want them to win 70 to 20. That'd be crazy. Ugh, 71 to 20. Uh-huh, crazy. So, alrighty. All right, so that's your football pick and recap and your little NFL there, too. All right, so we have this day sports history left, and I think that's it. Yes, it is. All right, so let's get out of here, here with we this go. day sports history. Yes, on this date in 1995, Jerry Rice set the Monday Night Football record with 289 receiving yards in a game against the Vikings. He also tied Herman Moore's Monday Night Football record with 14 receptions, with which Moore set only two weeks earlier. Hmm. On this date in 2002, the NBA Expansion Committee unanimously recommends that the NBA Board of Governors approve an expansion franchise for the city of Charlotte to be owned and operated by Robert L. Johnson. That franchise would become the Charlotte Bobcats. 
Mm. So the Bobcats were conceived on this day, Travis. Mm. How about that? Back in 2002. And finally, on this date in 2017, Kobe Bryant's jerseys, number 8 and 24, retired by the Lakers. Mm. So there you go. 8 and 24. Yep. Got them both. Mm-hmm. And that does it for the Stan Sports History. We didn't even talk about that part uh, about uh, Shohei Otani when his news conference was uh, said that one of the pitches that the Dodgers had was a video yeah, of Kobe. Yeah, video of Kobe. Video of Kobe trying to get him to the Dodgers Ugh. before he came to the States. That's, yeah, there's a reason why we didn't talk about it, Travis. <laughs> That's a... Hey, you know... Dodgers got to use whatever they can. Well, yeah, because it's not for being a good team. Wouldn't <laughs> want that. I know. I mean, I, I did see that tweet about uh, some Dodgers fans being about disappointment in the last ten years. Man, it's rough being a team in the last ten years for the Dodgers. The least amount of wins that you had was ninety-one. Man, that really stinks. However, I do love, Travis, that you just said that. The least amount of wins they've had is 91 in 10 years. And how many World Series have they made? Two. And say they've won one. If you want to count it. It's true. Which I don't because it was... Let's just admit it. Let's just admit it. The bubble playoffs were made for L.A. teams. Mm-hmm. The Lakers and the teams. Dodgers both won. Yeah, no doubt. So, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get people to feel happy because L.A. is the most populated city in America, and they couldn't find a way to make the Mets or the Jets into the Super Bowl or into the or the Knicks or the Nets into the the bubble. They couldn't. They couldn't. They could fake, but they couldn't fake that badly. Yeah. So no, no. way to help New York at that point, but no. they could help L.A. Nope, uh, even the Clippers, they were really good that year. Yep. But the bubble prevented that from happening, so. All righty. All right, I think that uh, does it. Don't have any um, Christmas music to play us out today, but that's all right. We'll pick that up before tomorrow, and we'll be back for you tomorrow talking about uh, some uh, local sports on the uh, docket. Altamont back in action after their uh, loss against Carlisle, that big rematch against Casey, and we'll talk about that tomorrow and recap everything that happens on Monday Night Football tonight and uh, see if there's any uh, news that officially comes out for the IHSA midnight tonight for that district proposal. So uh, we'll take a look at that tomorrow maybe as well. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Peace out.